Here we go. We got another episode of the event coming at you. Super excited about this one. Um, but, you know, I just, I look at, uh, I follow a lot of different people, try to find inspiration, motivation from a lot of different folks. And I was fortunate enough to do that with this next gentleman that I was able to record a conversation with. So uh, uh, stay tuned, guys. We've got a lot coming up. We've got a lot to uh, to talk about. Uh, got a lot of big things working um, in you know, basically relates to different ways that you can support this podcast, support veterans, support the golf tournament that we're going to be running in July. But uh, take a listen to this. So this is um, Army Air Force Reserve veteran and UFC fighter Tango T. Edwards. Uh, give this one a listen. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, I'm here with T. Edwards. I'm fanboying a little bit here, man. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I think it's crazy that you were willing to jump on. Like, we don't, we don't really even – you don't know each other. I've been following you for a little bit. I've been engaged with you on Instagram a little bit. I mean, <laughs> you're totally down. It's awesome. What's up? Yeah, I, I like to talk. I'm, I'm always open to some good dialogue and conversation. So uh, anybody that wants to reach out or, and converse, I'm, I'm always more than willing to, to talk for a bit. So here we are. Yeah. So share some. So fellow fellow veteran, man, talk about your uh, your military background a little bit. I don't know if people, you know, most of your, I don't know how much your followers know about your military background i'm sure people just at least know you're a veteran but yeah it seems like you've kind of moved through the cycles a little bit yeah i mean i'm not i, I don't put it out there that much because i'm not super badass or anything I, I wasn't special ops or infantry or anything like that so i've been reserves my whole career so i don't like to take the claim to fame like the active duty guys um but yeah started off uh 2014 um shortly after i moved back here to arizona i joined uh the army, um, kind of got part-time with that. Mostly just kind of planned for the future. Um, I know I had uh, family friends that were in, uh, like Navy and things like that. So it was good benefits. Um, I know they had VA loans down the road, TRICARE, things like that. And, sure. uh, it was new and exciting, uh, you know, challenges with the military. So yeah. I was just more interested than, than that to get involved. Yeah. So this has all been post-college, right? Yeah, yeah. So after I got done, uh, I wrestled all through college, um, had started fighting. But Justin, I, I knew kind of how the fight game worked. I knew it wasn't consistent. Um, there wasn't like a, a long term shelf life. So I wanted to set up some things going forward in the future that were going to give me the opportunity to, you know, make a, a better life for like my family and myself. So um, I knew the benefits that came with the military. So and, you know, it's a, a, a new challenge. I cool. always like to to be well-rounded and, and engaged in different facets of life. So I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll join this and see what happens. Um, I went through OCS. I got about halfway through OCS when I first joined for the officer candidate school. Uh, cause I had a, I had a college degree. So that qualified me to do that route. Um, my ex-wife at the time was pregnant with our son, um, had some complications. So I ended up having to dropped out of officer candidate school to help take care of her. Mm. Um, and then it was going to reboard again later that year or later the next year. Um, but I, the way that the policy is for the army, you have to be MOSQ'd within, you know, you know, two years or whatever. So that was coming up. So I had to go to a tech school mm. to get MOSQ'd and then I could go back and reboard. Uh, so they sent me to an 88 Mike school just cause it was, uh, the shortest one. So I could come back home and, and help with the baby. Um, and then after that, I got to my unit and kind of realized the unit was, uh, it, it lacked a lot of structure and guidance. It was, it was <laughs> a difficult unit to say the least. Um, so I really was not eager to be in charge <laughs> or, uh, be in a leadership position. 
yeah. with that unit. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of options uh, here in Arizona with the Army. So that's when I put in my conditional release and decided to go to uh, the Air Force Reserves um, and then kind of started, you know, it's over here at Luke Air Force Base and uh, got connected with them. And that's what I do now. Uh, I think they, they didn't have a vehicle ops slot when I joined. So I end up having to do uh, force support, which is essentially like lodging, fitness center, kind of kind of stuff that you do on the civilian side anyway. Um, so yeah, I had to go to tech school for that as well. <laughs> I've been to like more tech schools than most people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know came back, and that's that's kind of the extent. I know we we missed uh, two deployments. So when I was in the army, our whole unit got passed up. We're on the bubble to go. And then I think our unit readiness wasn't where it was supposed to be. So we got passed up. And then when I first got to this Air Force unit, the month I got there, they were doing all their pre-mob stuff because um, they were going to Kuwait for a while. So obviously I couldn't go with them because I was still getting to the unit and I missed the pre-mob. So haven't been anywhere cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pretty... <laughs> ground long enough, man. It'll, it's bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's of course. Because it seems like you're rolling, the, you're rolling the single dad life. Is that correct? Or share that is correct. What's the deal? I mean, I don't yeah. know what person you want to get, but I mean, that's a lot to do Like when you're trying to... You're a young dad or new dad or any of that. Mm-hmm. And a fighter? I mean, shit, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always... I'm an open book, so I'm, I don't mind telling my story. Yeah, um, yeah single dad life. Uh, I mean, we... we uh, it was a complicated story. In, in retrospect, it probably shouldn't have been uh, pushed as fast as it was. We moved out here to Arizona. Um, the Army incentives, you know, with uh, the benefits and everything, we got married early. We were, we were engaged, but we were kind of, you know, waiting a little bit. Um, you know, got courthouse documents just for the sake of getting her on the, the benefits and everything. And then along the way, realized there was going to be some compatibility issues. Um, and then we split a year or two after that. Oh, no, because I joined first and then she got pregnant right before we were about to split. Mm-hmm. So then we stayed together and then it just things didn't work out still. Uh, yeah, so then we split. But yeah, single dad life, uh, it's a lot. I'm, I get bored easily, so I like having a lot on my plate. But then when, I'm, when I am tired and not motivated, it is, is a lot to still juggle with pursuing the fight career, working full time, doing the reserve thing on the side and also doing the dad thing. So yeah. Like uh, as, yeah. One of your, as one of your followers, man, I see like you're all over the damn place. Like <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. It's crazy. Like I, I used to, I consider myself like a busy dude or was at one time a pretty busy dude. And yeah, that's a lot, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> luckily ca- caffeine helps out a lot. Yeah. And your, really boy, your boy seems like a handful, man. Like She's two handfuls. This kid has got more energy. Like from sunup to sundown, the only time he is remotely still is when he is asleep. Other than that, your boy is moving constantly. Oh, that's crazy. Full of energy, but it's always a good time, though. So college wrestling, where was it? Old Dominion and ASU, if I remember correctly, if I looked it up, I think, right? Yeah, ASU first and then transferred to Old Dominion my senior year to finish out. Uh, really? So so what, did you leave VA Beach like to go to ASU or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple of our the guys from my high school end up going to Arizona State to wrestle. So we kind of had that connection there. Yeah. Flew out my recruiting trip. Obviously, Arizona looks like this in the winter. Yeah. It's so, uh, 
so yeah, <laughs> uh, lots of reasons to come here. So I signed, uh, did three years here, got into a little bit of a situation my junior year. Um, long story short, there was like a big outdoor school party that they throw on an event. Fight broke out. We got into a fight. It got recorded and went viral on the internet. Damn. And I kindly got asked to leave the university. Yeah. Um, so transferred back home to Virginia my senior year. Probably a better move anyway. Arizona had a lot of distractions. ASU is a very tempting place for a 19-year-old college athlete. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went back home to ODU. Did much better uh, uh, in terms of competition and uh, for that season. And then uh, when I decided I was going to start fighting, uh, the opportunities were much better out here in Arizona where the fight seems a little bit bigger. Uh, we had connections at the lab and power and things like that. So uh, made the move back out here and been kicking it ever since. Yeah. Well, I see you go back and forth kind of between Arizona and Virginia or whatever. But So as a, as a college athlete, man, one of the topics that I, I thought about that you and I could probably discuss, I, I'd like to know – kind of where you're at on college athletes getting paid and i say that because they always seem to preface it with football players yeah what about the wrestlers like because i mean if you go to like some of these schools that you've been to those are yeah. pretty solid wrestling programs mm -hmm. so i'm wondering like wh how would other college athletes sort of who gets paid is it just football is it everybody how do you feel about it i mean in terms of from a business aspect i'm assuming they're going to do it based on revenue generation Obviously, football is a billion-dollar sport, so the athletes would get paid, uh, you know, relative to the income that the sport brings in. Wrestling, uh, historically, has not been a sport that brings in lots and lots of money. Um, you know, Big Ten schools, uh, Big 12 schools um, that, that are, are well-known for wrestling, they, they probably bring a decent amount of money um, if that's going to be the, the deal where the athletes are compensated. It's probably going to be based on, you know, percentages. Um, I see, I see both sides of the coin where you have people that say, uh, you know, paying the students will, you know, corrupt the purity of the sport and, you know, this and that they're amateurs and not professionals, but in every other sense, you know, we're, they're technically a professional athlete. Like they're, they're one year away from being a pro athlete. The only difference that makes them amateurs is the fact that you define them as an amateur and let's all be realistic. They're getting paid and getting gifts under the table anyway. So it's not like you're going to stop oh. corruption. It's, you're not going to ever stop corruption. Like humans inherently, <laughs> not inherently, historically have demonstrated corruption in every aspect. Well, I always say if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't, exactly. So they're going to do it and they have been doing it. All the, the law does is make it more difficult for the schools that have less money to do those things. Like, I mean, just like everything else with, with, with steroids and whatever else in other sports, like people are going to find a way to do it. And the ones that have the most money are going to be able to get the most access to it and get away with it. Yeah. The, the best thing to do is to regulate it with some sort of, I mean, same thing with drugs. Like you go into, you know, drugs are illegal except for with people who are super rich and can access it and not get caught and have lawyers on payroll to keep them out of jail. Everyone yeah. else gets fucked over. So like pay the kids make it like keep the policy regulated and you know call it a day because they're gonna get paid regardless they're just gonna do it illegally under the table and then it's gonna be a big deal because it's not fair if it's fair then it's fine so okay so, so are you saying like even though football brings in more are you saying to pay all the athletes the same 
Like, no, pot, no, that's are you saying ball players should get paid more? Yeah, I mean, they should get paid respectively compared to the income their sport generates. Um, it, it would be you're a college wrestler saying <laughs> this, and you so like you know like <laughs> certain sports like women's basketball isn't going to bring in nearly what. I mean, it's, it's we're talking business. We're talking about paying students. We're talking about paying them outside of their scholarship. Their scholarship pays for their school. You're reimbursed for playing hmm. with an education. That's the trade-off, apparently. Right. But for terms about like outside of education, your sport generates billions of dollars for the school to build new buildings. That makes the school more money. So you get paid 40k a year, maybe, to play a sport. In turn, you generate millions or billions of dollars for the school to profit on, but you get paid 40 like That seems, and you, and you get paid that with school credit, which is like an education, but yeah. that seems obnoxious. I would be audacious to say that wrestlers should get paid the same amount that football does when we don't pack out stadiums. We don't pack out stadiums. We don't pack out bowl games. We get, you know, a gymnasium full of, you know, some consistent fans that come for the big matches no, it would be unfair and obnoxious to think that we should get paid equally because it's it's we're getting paid based on the revenue that they bring in. So I would never say that wrestlers should get paid or women's basketball. Let's be honest; like it's a fair they don't they don't get paid for <laughs> they just don't pack it out, man. I mean, it's like you know I've talked about this a couple times. Like the women's women's soccer, they're saying, "Hey, we should get paid equally." Well, the fact is, like you just don't generate the same amount of eyeballs, man. Even though the soccer yeah. is better, women's soccer is better. Like let's just That's, be honest. <laughs> But they don't. That's not what we're arguing. <laughs> they don't get the same eyeballs. So then the same thing with college athletes getting paid. Like I, I, I get, yeah. like these. You know, there's kids that are going to these football programs and they're they're making a lot of money off a of jersey or whatever because yeah. it is good at the you know whatever school X school. You know, I, I mm-hmm. it's crazy. So I'm yeah, well, all for them getting paid. To be honest, I don't care. Yeah, I, people say the argument about you know well this. Uh, these sports are better, like the women's sports are better than the men's sports. Like, okay, there's also brands that are better than yeah. Nike in terms of material, and but like you're not Nike. So right. people are paying for how much money you're bringing in. If you're not, if you, if you bring it, like think of a, like a sales job, you get paid based on commission. If you bring in $100, you're going to get paid respectively compared to how much money you brought in compared to the person who brought in, you know, a million dollars. It, but from what I've I've read though, I think women's women's soccer for the USA League was asking just to get the same percentage. I think their percentages were off, so that they, they understood that their revenue wasn't the same, but they wanted to get paid based off of the same. Um, I think that's a, yeah. So that's a different argument. So when I looked up the yeah. World Cup, like World Cup compared to World Cup men's to women, is yeah, the viewership is just not the same. Yeah, the, the viewership saying, isn't. If you're saying the you know the the percentage of what we make based on our viewership is off that's a different argument and that's that's unfair i'm losing you bud need that mic up they were getting you know five percent of a hundred million where the men were getting like 10% 10% or 20% of the hundred billion. Yeah. So they just wanted to get the same percentages, which I that's reasonable, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a reasonable, that's a reasonable ask. I mean, I think, I mean, especially to be honest, like the soccer is better, man. Like it's just, it's, you know, yeah. they're, better, they're better at it and tends to be better to watch in my opinion. But yeah, I, I, I do find issues with the sports that, um, 
you know, the, the, the team are specifically better, you know, in that realm, like say a women's basketball team is number one in the you know world for women's basketball, but the men's basketball team is not that great. If you still watch the game side by side, the men are better at basketball than women, just not compared to other men. So right. like when I watch women's MMA, all due respect, they're hard to watch. Like they're just not as, they're not built to be the same type of tenacious athletes as males are. Like that's just biology. Yeah, men were meant for. There are, there's a very small percentage of women fighters, at least as a yeah. fan, that like really throw it down. Like, you know, yeah. you know when you, you know, like certain fights, women, they're like, man, these two are killers. This is going to be like any other fight. Where generally yeah. speaking, you can be like, well, these dudes are going to throw down just because that's just They're how dudes. it is. Yeah. 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 So that, that's the only issue I have when they make the comparison. Like, oh, well, the women's team is, is number one. I'm like, yeah, for women's, like, they're still, they, they're, they're good for girls. Like, no, no disrespect. They're good for girls. I still rather watch the shitty men's team lose because it's just more athleticism and entertainment, which is what I'm here for. Like, I'm not, yeah. Mm. That, that makes any sense. So, do you think college athletes getting paid is going to mess? Like, what, do you think it'll jade anybody? Do you think it'll get corrupt? Like, what do you, what do you think might, what, some of the cons, what do you think some of the cons might be as a, you were a college athlete? Yeah. My opinion is it's, it's already corrupt. I think it would just level the playing field. I, I, I equate it similar to how marijuana was illegal. Like people didn't stop smoking. It, it didn't halt the cannabis industry at all. Sure, yeah. And they legalized it. All it did was make it fair for everybody else. Like people were going to make it happen. People were still using it. People were still selling it. it you're not, if, if, if society wants to do something, people want to do something, they're going to do it. It's just how difficult is it for them to find a way around it, right. which is what the case was. So right now, athletes are getting paid. Like I, I was at ASU. There was people that were on the same style shit that I was that had very nice cars and very big apartments. And it was like, huh, where's, you still make the same 1200 bucks a month I do. Why do you have such nice stuff? So it, it happens. <laughs> just either like make it official, make it regulated, yeah. and you know, make it fair. Don't try to pretend it doesn't happen, which is silly. Yeah, I get it. I'm tracking. I mean, it's a rare insight. I, th- I mean, I don't know. There's probably a lot of people that have said that. But you've, I've yeah. always wondered, like, how is this kid in college? Like, how is he rolling this shit? Like, and, and like, you don't know much about his background every time. Some of these kids are wealthy yeah. and sure, but other ones you're like, no way. Yeah. Oh, like, there's yeah, no way, no. That, you know. I think every, every, most athletes who were somebody on football or bat, like, so James Harden went to ASU with me. He's, he's now James Harden. Yeah. James Harden lived a very nice life in college. I don't know his background or where he came from, but he did not look like he lived on a college athlete's stipend. So. Whatever happened behind the scenes, I assume which there was something yeah. that just needs to be regulated and like proofs in the pudding. Man. I mean, if you yeah. saw it, you saw it, right? Like you can't. Yeah, that's crazy. I had no idea he went to ASU. I'm not, I don't follow basketball, but that's yeah, crazy. yeah, he's he was there before before the beard. He looked a little different. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, going back to women's MMA, man. <laughs> this one, so we we dabbled a little bit. Yeah. So you've been around the fight game. I looked at the roster. Who's at the MMA lab? Yeah. There's some women in there. Is, do you guys train together? Is it a co-ed thing? Like, yeah, yeah. Train with yeah, them? We, yep. So there's a disparity between men and women, right? I'm, uh, I'm yeah. not going to knock women, but some of them train hard, and some of them can – there's probably some women that could 
crush some men. Yeah. But let me introduce the trans question. The trans fighters or trans athletes uh-huh. in general, men to women, women to men. What's your thought? Is it fair, unfair? Um, once again, we kind of talked on it before we got up here. If you, I am perfectly fine with anybody calling themselves whatever they want to call. If you want to say yeah. you feel like a dog, you feel like a girl, to each his own, live your best life. Now, when it comes to competitive sports, <laughs> yeah. if you were once a man, let's use men, that's usually, and you decide to remove some things, and you've been a man for 25 years, you've been working out and training as a man for 25 years, your body and musculature has developed for 25 years using testosterone and the chemicals in your body that make you a man, chromosomes are still man. Removing one body part and taking hormones for 12 months, 24 months, whatever the, what it's like three years, it's kind of more than that. I don't think it is still remotely close to being fair. And I think the proof, once again, is in the pudding, because you see these guys who were, no disrespect, mediocre male athletes. And they come over to women's and they're destroying everybody. Like you've seen it with, I think Collegiate Track had a, a girl. Oh, yeah. Women's so, MMA. So, like a couple sports I followed. So track, powerlifting, fighting, wrestling, yeah. some of the more some of the more physically inclined and or combative sports. Like yeah, it's pretty intense. So you, your your rationale is telling me that you were mediocre in men's sports, but all of a sudden when you went to women's sports, you just became the best, and it had nothing to do with your previous sex. But it's consistent across the board, like. No, it's obnoxious. They, that's like, this is an outlandish analogy, but if I used to be a fucking greyhound and I somehow morphed into a human and now I want to run like track, <laughs> like, no, there's my, yeah, that's kind of outlandish, but flies are different. Fucking faster, the, man. Like you're going to be faster. Yeah. 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 So, so, the, so, yeah, so I actually posed this question to a, a trans person the other day and she was like, Hey, like when I took the therapy, my muscles like got you know they basically got broke down by the chemicals. Like I had to rebuild <laughs> them as a woman, you know. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, I mean that's probably true, but I still feel like the base with which you're working with is 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 different, you know. Like because it, they have to be very conscious of like their build. So like yeah. a, a man who becomes a woman and they you know if they go back to training after their transition, like they still beef up kind of because yeah. of their, their 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 skeletal structure is different it's yeah and she that, said, yeah my bones are the only thing i can't change and i'm like oh okay i i guess you know but she's not an elite athlete you know but yeah she said let them compete i'm not sure if i'm there no 100 percent no and the, the reason yes once again you've taken hormones for two years three years whatever is required for you to be able to compete Two, I imagine it's estrogen, estrogen, and uh, what's the other one? It's another chemical they probably make you take. It's catabolic. It breaks down your muscle. Yes, it's breaking down muscle that used to be the size and shape of a man's muscle. That's like me taking estrogen. And it's the exact same thing, actually. That's like if you give me estrogen for three years and say now you can compete with women's sports. Yes, I will be significantly weaker and stronger than I probably am at this moment. 
but I'm still going to be substantially stronger than the women that have trained because I've got like, I'm 25 years. I'm starting here. So even if you take down and give me estrogen, I'm still here, which is nowhere remotely close to the, where the rest of women have ever been, which is why I think you see them dominating sports. And I don't know, I'm not a biologist, I don't know the science behind the chemicals, but after you are done taking your three years of estrogen, if there's no regulation to keep you on estrogen, now you can start lifting again, your, your body's back to the same, testosterone goes back up, like your estrogen is not, testosterone yep. isn't suppressed forever, unless you I, stay on it. I actually wonder if that wasn't maybe the case, like there's the, probably one of the biggest examples, at least in the fight game, is Fallon Fox. And, yeah. you know, she wasn't telling anyone that she used to be, that she had transitioned. She didn't tell any of the girls that she was fighting. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone's ever going to come out and say like, Hey, you have to tell people there's got to be a rule. I guess she yeah. didn't meet the requirement that like the, the IOC would, would suggest is like two years continuous on this therapy, but they don't, like you said, there's no regulating it afterwards. And from what I gather, like she looked like she was in stud shape and I'm not saying that like, you know, I'm saying like she's, she still, very much look built kind of like a man. Yeah. yeah. Like once again, I said, if you, if you give me estrogen for two years and some hormones, I will, I will lose a good amount of my size. I will still be much stronger than most females. And then after that, I'll just get back up to however strong I was. Like it's, I, I think it's audacious for people to think that that's fair. And, and, and once again, the only people that I see that, do think that's fair is other transgender people like which are obviously biased right in my opinion because like anyone else looking at that from the outside looking in is like no for competitive purposes it just doesn't make any sense and then you can also see that the correlation with how people are leaving men's sports going to female sports and being so dominant like okay there's a there's a reason that's happening not because you were just the hardest working person in the room. I've also posed the question, like, I wonder about sort of the imposter effect, exactly what you said. Like, yeah, well, I was just kind of okay in a dude's, in the dude's world. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me just cross over quick, you know, and, and go ahead and crush it, like in powerlifting or something. Like, it, it kind of, yeah. like, maybe that's, I don't know why someone's will to just to have a record would be so strong that they would change their, you know. But I mean, yeah. it could happen, man. I think, and maybe it does. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in their defense, I, I, I personally can't imagine somebody wanting to be successful that badly to change genders. I imagine it's someone that is also has the transgender mentality or, you know, genuinely feels that they should be another body yeah. and they also compete in sports. So it happens to benefit them. I don't think, you know, People are out there like, man, I really want to be great at powerlifting. If I just cut my dick off, like that, that will solve my problem. Like, there's a lot more on the back end yeah, <laughs> that for you sure. lose. Yeah. So it's it's probably it's probably just like a convenient coincidence that they you know they already felt they wanted to change anyway, and it happens to also benefit them in their sport. Yeah. So I think so. the inc- the incidences with which you know transgender folks would find themselves at like an elite level. Mm-hmm. sports is going to be super super uncommon that's just where i'm sitting i, I mean i yeah. don't i don't think it's going to happen a lot i think it's going to be more in the, the kind of high school high school area which we've seen and, and it goes both ways so i saw i saw mm-hmm. there, in texas i think it was there was a, a a female to male transgender and she was taking her testosterone therapy and was a wrestler and was just crushing 
the girls and actually like other girls, obviously, yeah. and was like, Shocker. "Hey, can I, can I please go wrestle with these boys?" But then you wonder, a high school boy might not have enough testosterone to compete with someone who's on testosterone therapy. Yeah, well, how <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, is it? I don't know how strong could a girl become on testosterone. I mean, I don't know, man. It opens up so many crazy questions. Yeah, yeah. If it can make you grow beards, I imagine it can make you pretty fucking strong. Right. And I wonder, so like Liz Carmouche, she's a Marine. She Mm -hmm. came out and said like, you know, she's ripped. Like that girl is just strong. And she was like, hey, I'll fight Fallon Fox. Like, yeah. But you're also like a tiny percentage of females. (laughs) I was in the military, man, and you were too. Like I've seen some pretty strong females. Yeah, you have to train maybe five times harder, if not more, to get yeah. like in longer. And, I'm and just, they have, yeah, I've seen a, a a good amount of them have assistance with other substances to help them. Like, fair enough. It's, it's, your 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 biology is not going to produce enough test. Like, once again, you've seen very fit athletes, like CrossFit girls, for example, are yeah. very masculine body type. But there's there's some few and far between where you're like. Either you just you are have a super committed diet work regimen, and you've done this for so long to where your body's just producing that amount of testosterone, or you're getting help, which you know HGH and the SARMs and things are very popular now, and they're not super expensive. I, I the Brazilians have been getting a lot of trouble recently with USADA because you know before USADA regulated UFC, everyone there was there was some suspicion with certain people. And now you've noticed all the Brazilians are popping hot for, for you know, farms, HGH, and, you know, whatever, PEDs. And it's like, I wonder how long, you know, the females <laughs> have yeah. been on it <laughs> as well. So. so they say, like, you can touch a fighter, male or female, and just know if they're on something. Yeah. Is that true? Like, you can just... Uh, see, I, I don't know. I, once again, I think, I think people decide based on how they compare themselves to you. Like when I went, when I transferred back home to Old Dominion, I went up, I love a weight class every year in college. I just, I'm just looking at that. Like I love the weight room. I love lifting. I know how to supplement. I take my creatine, my amino acids, everything that's like you're allowed to take. Yeah, I'm going to capitalize on You're a fit motherfucker for sure. Obviously. Like. Yeah. And, and people, people have constantly thought I was on some kind of PEDs. And I was like, bro, if I was on PEDs, you would never stop me. Like I would be undefeated and be blowing people's heads up. Like I just, I work out really hard. If you see, if you ever see me in the gym, which I watch, people I've, can attest. I've been following I, you train hard. Yeah. I bust my ass. I supplement. I eat right. And I have good genetics. Like combination of those is going to produce this. And people are like, Oh no, he's probably on something. And I'm like, that can't be the criteria that you decide if someone is in better shape than you, than you assume they're on steroids. Like maybe you just mediocre. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, there are some people that I have watched. It's, it's easier with fighters. Cause you kind of know, like I know how my body adapts when I start training. Like it's hard for me to stay big and bulky and have that really like bodybuilder type. Yeah. And you see some guys that have that and you're like, either you're not, you're, you're dedicating more time to lifting than you are to training or you're getting some help because like, and naturally when you're training two, three hours a day, MMA is a very high aerobic like it's a lot of cardio endurance yeah you should see a slight reduction of a pretty solid reduction in how massive people get yeah i'm thinking thinking (laughs) two fighters right now where i'm like man how did how is that even possible at least two that are 
I'm not going to bring them up, but I mean, it's just like, no, no. We're, we're probably on the same path. I, I can name a couple off the top of my head that I'm like, you don't look like a fight. You like a bodybuilder, yeah. which should not be the case. Right. And then, you know, oddly enough, the ones that I'm thinking of ended up testing positive and I'm like, hmm, shocker there. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it's a, it's, so I'm an open-minded, inclusive dude, man. I'm all about freedom. Like you can be whoever you want to be, bro. I'm all good mm-hmm. with it, but it's like, what do you? What's the answer? Like, do you create more divisions? Do you make it so you have to say, "This is who I was. This is who I am." Are you willing to compete with me? I mean, I don't know because I don't think they should just not compete. But I wonder, like, no. you know, I mean, how do you solve? How does everyone? I'm also not like into appeasing everybody just because, right? Because yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's a tough, tough question. I I don't think there's enough transgender people to make another division that that would be my fairest thing like hey okay equality you can get other people that are the same as you although men compete together all the females compete together if you are mix and matching whatever you compete together there's not enough competition i don't think for that so i think the rule should be whatever you spent most of your life as is what you have to compete at if you if you want to dedicate the next 20 years to being a female once you've hit you know you're 20 now at 40 we can say okay you've been a female as long as you've been a male you can compete with males or be with females but if you've been a female for 12 months and you've been a man your whole goddamn life like especially if like if you're competing against my my daughter or like a, like no like you are you're a grown-ass man like that's not yeah so actually, i think it's go ahead yeah i think i think it's, it's probably not going to be a big deal at the high school level or at the, the, the smaller levels i think once it starts affecting like money and accolades. Like once it's on the college level, professional level where it's, you know, people are losing money over this kind of, you know, debacles. I think that's when people take a lot more serious. Once like right now we only see in high school and, you know, MMA with, I don't even know what league she's in. He's in whatever. Uh, I think she, I think I don't, I don't even, so I didn't even pay attention to this until um, I saw a a video of a a Thai fighter who, Mm -hmm came out and was uh, you know a female but was fighting other men and just wrecking them and i'm like oh dude like you know you're gonna put that in a ring with other women like come yeah, on no i mean it, no. it would be dangerous i mean you just hurt people yeah, yeah. i don't know so maybe 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 uh like the fallon fox example maybe she just really wasn't that good i don't i don't know because some women beat her definitely beat the shit out of her oh damn yeah. <laughs> there's a ufc yeah, on, on roster right now that beat Fallon fox handedly like really, yeah really beat her up but i, I mean, mean granted being being a man's not going to make you just the best fighter of all time like there's still probably women oh, that yeah. will beat oh 100 you know, an average guy <laughs> no 100 percent. i remember man i walked into a gym one time i saw this uh this lady was like stacked up on like a pull-up machine mind you i'm a marine so pull-ups uh-huh. were like important and she had like weights hanging between her yeah. legs and was like just beasting these pull-ups and i was just like mm. like oh dude like i can't <laughs> you know what i mean like some you know, I mean, I, she was a dedicated person i mean it's you know yeah. but i don't know i don't i have two daughters and i'm thinking to myself like and they're both athletic uh they both play lacrosse like i don't mm-hmm. want to see like a dude play like women's lacrosse yeah and they both no. play golf. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like a man can hit a golf ball further. It's just how it is. Like, you know, yeah. man. Yeah. Know. It's yeah. I, 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 once again, I don't think it's a big enough deal 
for it to be an issue right now, as long as it stays like, you know, high school, you know, it's for fun. Let, let them, let them be who they want to be. But, you know, I can't think of what's like the biggest women's basketball, you know, women's soccer, whatever like the most, you know, prolific female sport is let a man come and join that team and start like dominating. Like women are going to have something to say about it. And that's when it'll be like, Oh no, this is not fair. Well, I think also if it touches the Olympics, maybe we'll see. Yeah, that's stepping in and doing some regulation, but you know, there is there is sort of a counter argument where if a woman steps up and trains her ass off and like plays, I don't know, football for example, men's football, like they're they're sort mm-hmm. of they're heralded as like you know a, a heroine kind of like a, a mm-hmm. and that's awesome. We celebrate that, you know. Yeah. That, that's a weird sort of counter argument because like we would celebrate that and that's awesome, but it's yeah. like play at your own risk. But I don't think that trumps the argument of like hey you were a man for 25 years like now you're a woman like just yeah you know go on in i don't know the the premise for that why we celebrate when women you know competing in the high school you know the the girl plays boys football it's like yeah because it's a consensus that men are physically better at pretty much everything so if you are able to compete with men in any realm it's like oh wow like good for you because it's, it's established that men are much bigger, stronger, faster, more dominant. Right. So if it goes the other way, where a man goes to women, it's like, bro, we know it's established that men are bigger, faster, stronger, even at their weakest, even with two years of therapy, even if you were <laughs> you know, in a coma for two years and you came out, you're probably still stronger than most women. It's not at all fair. So. Yeah. yeah, it's controversial, man. I don't know. It's like I, I mean, because like I said, dude, I, I, I try to be, you know, most, most shit just doesn't impact my life, so I just don't care. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm raising two daughters that are, are are athletes, and it's, I'm like, what, what's the answer? But, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, it won't become an issue. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about your your single dad life, man. How's the training going and everything? I mean, you could, you know. What do you, you, it seems like you're still in the gym, training, doing work, raising your boy. Yeah, I mean, a combination. Uh, it's a lot of work life, training, balance, doing all three. Um, I haven't been able to train as much and consistently this past year as I would like to, just because taking some time off and it was just not the, not the priority. You know, the last year was the priority. That's what we did um, for the most part, didn't really work as much. Um, so this year, you just kind of have to redirect the efforts. Um, there's only so many hours in a day and only so much energy (laughs) and coffee that you can have. Um, so yeah, this year has been a lot of like family, uh, professional development, um, you know, learning, trying to succeed because, you know, the, the shelf life for fighting obviously is not very, uh, very long. Um, so we have to have, you know, plans for, for after the, we decide to stop competing. Um, so I kind of spent the last 12 months, uh, developing those things. Um, and then. You know, I still make it to practice. I try to get to practice once or twice a week. Go in there. Uh, I'm always in the gym, so yeah. I'm I'm never not in shape. I'm I'm just you know not as primed as I would be. Like if if they offer me a fight in two three weeks, you know I can hop in a couple weeks of sparring and be back on it. Um, but it should yeah. I'm just not not the, the 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 priority at the moment because we're trying to set up things with uh, you know networking, building relationships, and right now we're in the private aviation sector. Um, and then working on things outside of that with, with real estate and the house and things like that. So, uh, it, it's a lot to balance some, but people, people do more, you know, people do more with more challenging situations. So 
I don't have any sympathy for myself. Uh, you know, it's, it's challenging, but seems like everything in life is. Yeah, it seems like you're doing good at it, man. Other than I saw your story, you forgot to bring bring some shoes that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people were looking at me like I was a fucking psychopath. I had I had like a cutoff T-shirt, and then I had a I had my compression pants, but they were like the quarter length ones. They looked yeah. like the little knickerbockers or whatever. Yeah. So I had those, and then I was like, I don't have any shoes. Like I was tempted to go on barefoot. Like barefoot yeah. looks better. Because then you then you know I came from the gym. I'm I'm, I'm in gym clothes. I'm barefoot. Right. Don't judge me. But like the boots just threw it off. It was like, well, you have you have boots on and then leggings. Like, do you did you pick leggings to wear today? And like, are you transgender? Do you wear leggings and boots? It was like, it was probably gonna like people were really confused. And I was like tired, so the the boots were untied, and I was just looking like a bum. And I was like, ah, fucking people are gonna judge me today. I guess. Oh, it's all good, man. It was hilarious. <laughs> what I mean, so, okay, so you're, I mean, that's, I've, as, as one of your followers, like I've definitely seen a concerted effort kind of in like your, your personal branding, like what you're doing as far as your work and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is fighting still on the cards for you? Obviously, you're just taking some time off kind of thing or what? Yeah, just, just taking time off. This is, this is not a, a big deal to me. I know people, especially with the team and, you know, fans like, hey, man, you're going to fight. We're going to fight again. And uh, people that, I mean, don't know my, my whole career. Like, I didn't fight all of from 2014 to 2016. I didn't fight because Jason was being born and I was working. I, I've gone, you know, 18 months without fighting. I, I took the Bellator fight in 2016. I took that on, you know, three weeks notice. hadn't hadn't trained or fought in, you know, 18 months and they offered me a fight and, and I jumped back in it. So it's, it's for me, it's not one of those things like, hey, man, are you, is it, when are you going to come back? Like, like I'm, my, I don't think my my body's going anywhere. Like I said, I'm in the gym a lot. I train a lot. I have pretty yeah. good genetics. Um, I can probably do this until I'm 40. Like you know, like guys like the old DC, like athletic wrestlers can can hang for a while. So I, I'm in no rush to like, huh? It seems like that. Like guys with the wrestling base seem to last a little longer. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, we, fight game's getting younger. From where I'm sitting as a fan, the fight game seems mm-hmm. getting younger. Um, where, where, like you said, they don't last as long, but the wrestlers always seem to maintain a little longer. Yeah. I mean, you have to consider we've been doing combat sports for, you know, 10, 15 years. We, we know how to cut weight. We know how to train. We know how our body works. We've kind of figured most of it out. It's just, you know, peaking at the right time for the right fight. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm young in the game still. I, like I said, I, I got up, I climbed the ranks pretty quickly. I, I had five or six fights when I got signed to the UFC. I had like a total of like, eight minutes of fight time <laughs> like, like I've my, my my body has not really I don't have the miles that like a lot of fighters have so. so the contender series fight those don't count do they are those considered pro fights or no yeah those, those, those are still fights so. So on your record yep yeah that was a quick yeah <laughs> yeah most of, most of them were I think my my longest fight before my debut was like two and a half minutes so I've I don't have many miles on me. I can probably you know, do this longer. So, uh, like, I'm not in a rush to, you know, rally off like guys like, you know, cowboy that fight five times a year. I'm like, man, like, I got, I got a while. I'll, I'll do it and fight and I'll have fun. Long yeah, I couldn't fun. even imagine what that's like. The cycle to, to peak like that. I don't even. I mean, damn. Yeah, uh, I mean, some guys, some guys love it. That's that's kind of what they love to do all the time. I think I'm. I've always been more well-rounded in terms of. Uh, you know, athlete 
work-life balance. Like I, I love to compete. I love to fight. It's not the only thing I'm good at. So I don't, I don't have to fight to put food on the table. Like I said, yeah. there's guys that like, all they know how to do is fight. So you got to fight to pay your bills where I, I fight for fun. So if I'm, it's a hobby that I just take very seriously. So if I'm not having fun or like I need a break, I don't mind stepping away. I've, I've, I told myself, even when I started fighting, I, I'll never fight to, to pay the bills and to, to survive. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm having fun. I fought three times last year. We had some ups, we had some downs. Um, when I feel like fighting again, I'll fight again. And then uh, take a break, I'll take a break. But, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, looking at the bank account, like, man, I got to fight because, you know, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be excited to see see what's going to come up for you, man. Yeah, we're, we're looking probably beginning of next year. Um, now that we're kind of kind of good, good routine um, with, uh, with the work that I'm in now, so I've been kind of getting back to practice a little more consistently, um, you know, figuring out. We're considering going up to 170 um, just to help offset the, the asthma and stuff. Um, we did that in college. The lower weight classes have a higher pace. Guys are smaller. They move around a lot. Oh, uh, it's, it's, yeah. So that, that, that has a kind of a downside for my asthma and sickle cell and stuff. So uh, in college, I went up a weight class and it made it a little bit easier. So I'm going to end up probably doing that for fighting. So we got to put on a little bit more size to go to 170. Um, so that's kind of the first priority. And then once, once we get a little bit bigger, um, then we'll probably start looking at some fights uh, to jump back in it. At 170, huh? How, how does the, how does the, Arizona's got some elevation, doesn't it? I mean, I've been through Phoenix. What are you around four thousand or something? Uh, like two, like two and a half. Is that it? Yeah, it was a little not too high. <laughs> so, do you have to be like? Is there certain places you can't fight? Um, there's certain places I shouldn't fight. Uh, but there's so I shouldn't fight in elevation. I shouldn't fight. Honestly, the, so the doctors when I was in college said I shouldn't fight at elevation. I shouldn't fight dehydrated. I shouldn't fight when I'm sick. Pretty much everything that's associated with a sport of fighting yeah. goes against my sickle cell. So uh, I've been having issues since I was in college. It's just it's just a part of the game now. Like I've, I've accepted it. It's going to happen. It is a hindrance, but you know I just have to find ways around it or not compete. Like you know you only make excuses and you'll be mad about it. But like okay, well it's, that's what you got to work with. So you know figure they're, it out or they're like step away. Pressure, so, is there any pressure to like end it quick? Do you think like I guess I, I didn't know, but until we started talking, I didn't know that you're dealing with that, like, and fighting. Like, do you feel like you got to get in and get out kind of thing? Like, that's got to impact um, your overall, you know, three, five-minute rounds at, at an elite level with, with that. It's got to be tough. Too. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never – luckily, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty heavy-handed. I, I've just been able to end fights pretty quickly. It was never my intention to go out and, you know, try to end it quick because – that doesn't help either. Like if I go out and sprint really hard and I, I try really hard, I'll still end up having like, mm. you know, complications. Um, so I just had to adjust more with like better timing, better setups, um, just being more methodical and technical with, with how I fight. Like a, a lot more strategy um, goes into my game planning than I think most people realize. Like most people watch me fight and go, oh, no, no, no. He's really athletic. He's fast. And that's why he does well. I'm like, no, I've studied – pretty much all of your film i've developed like six different game plans i watch where you step how you react to this and that yeah. and i'm very technical and methodical in how i set guys up so i can end it either quickly or without having to use a lot of energy um and it just it just the results just look like oh you know you just 
he threw a punch and hit him. I'm like, no, nah, I faked this way, went that way. Yeah, and no, he does. Yeah, I think the average, I'm pretty. I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm pretty well studied, so I kind mm-hmm. of go like a, maybe a little more than the average person. But the average people that I think watch MMA are just like, oh, that dude <laughs> killer is just throwing haymakers. Yeah, actually, yeah. maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably yeah, a little bit of that. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. That's I didn't know that. I don't do a lot of people know that. Is that like a thing? Do people know? Situation? No. So we don't we don't usually talk about it a lot because obviously it's a it's a pretty glaring weakness if guys knew. Yeah. Um. And and, and they they kind of picked up on it in college. I don't think many people know the 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 disease technically the disorder. I don't know. They uh guys just knew I got tired quick. So when I was in college, you know, guys would come out and just push the pace because they knew like oh he gets tired quick mm. so they didn't really know it was like an actual disorder the doctors knew my coaches kind of knew um they did a little bit of background and research on it so we had certain adjustments um but that was kind of just the trend guys knew like oh he gets tired quick um he does really well early on and he kind of fades off um which is yeah kind of what happens but uh yeah i, I don't want people to know but uh, it, it has its it goes both ways. Yeah. If people know, they come out and they push the pace really high. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Um, in their efforts to push the pace, they kind of forget about technique and, you know, doing things the right way. They just sort of like go out and get me tired, which gives me more openings, yeah. you know, to end the fight. Yeah. Um, but also if they, if they're good about it, they just, they get me tired really quickly. And I'd love to see you at 170. Yeah, I'd love sort to of not, I'm looks- sort of not an advocate of people cutting weight anymore, to be honest. Like, I get why it was such a huge part of the sport, but, like, mm-hmm. I'd rather see people healthy, cut cut minimal weight and be strong and, and just go go down, you know, just be a little more um, – I mean, I, I don't know how, pe- how people, I think, recover differently from how they cut weight, but some of these guys, it seems like, do some pretty extreme shit. And um, Yeah. I'd rather see people fight closer, a little closer to their natural weight, personally. But. Yeah, I, I've always gone up. I've never seen uh, a reason not to. Um, honestly, I think the higher you go up in weight, the easier <laughs> the, the competition is. Just because, uh, especially in fighting, uh, you know, all the all the biggest, best athletes at that size usually play football. If you're if you're 220 pounds and you're an athlete, you you, you don't fight. So the yeah. the the pool of competition I've always has seen is not anywhere what is a lot of lighter weight classes. Like you think of guys like, like mighty mouse, you think about how well-rounded he is and what he can do on an athletic combative level. And then you think of guys like, like Daniel Cormier, he's the best in the world, great fighter, but he does four moves. Like he's, he's, he's a good wrestler. He's got a single leg, some overhands, uppercuts. And that's like, man, that's all you got to deal with. Once you get to that size, besides John Jones, who's an anomaly. But like you get up in those weight classes and it's like you can take an average guy at 45. If you expand him to 200 pounds, he'll beat most of the guys yeah. at, you know, light heavyweight. So that's I've a, always loved to go up in size. That's pretty, it's pretty obvious. The, the technical disparity between the weight classes, 100%. Yeah. With, with, yeah. A, with a few exceptions. There's a very few exceptions, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's, some, there's, a, there's a handful, but yeah. like, uh, like you think about like Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou looks like a fucking football player who you taught how to throw punches, and he's one of the best in the world. And I'm like, yeah. if if fighting was a more well-paid sport, and we took all the 
tight ends and taught them how to fight, you would be an average fighter at best. Like technically you're not that great, but there's just not a lot of competition at that weight class. Like yeah. it's just realistically, it's not so. Man, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm getting excited. I can't wait to see you at 170. <laughs> They're tall though. That's the only downside. Yeah. I'm, I'm like five, eight. So the guys start getting close to six foot, which, and I've, I've fought guys that are six foot, but they were, they were skinny in six foot. The guys that went 70 are a little bit thicker in six foot. So I might have to get these, get these wrestling muscles back so I can grab some dudes and choke them a little bit. Uh, what can I ask? What do you walk at? Uh, right now, probably like 75. I was up to like 80, 85. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't been eating and lifting as much as I should. Actually, I lift a lot. I don't eat as much as I should. Mm. My, uh, I got my nutrition stuff done a couple of years ago and they said, I need 3,500 calories a day not to lose weight. And I don't eat nearly enough. Yeah. So my body tries to shrink. So damn. Yeah. Still, I'd be excited to see you at 70 because you're not going to put your body through as much, you know? And yeah. I think it would, it would be a lot better. Honestly. I just think a lot of guys, there's a few examples like KG, he's realizing some success after not cutting all that weight. Um, mm-hmm. Rumble was probably one of the best examples. I mean, that guy moved up like three clap. Like, whoa, he's talking about me coming back. People. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, the shit yeah. he, he must have do to his body is nuts. And I, I mean, I've heard other people talk about what guys walk at, and you're like, really? Like, mm-hmm. fighting at one, five, five? Like, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Guys blow up. I mean, a lot of them, honestly, just kind of, they get pretty lazy in the off season. Like, outside of fighting, they don't really train. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've known a few guys that fight at 55. They walk around at 200 pounds, and like you, you didn't gain 50 pounds of muscle or anything. You just kind of right. you don't train, and you still eat the same. So you just it's a lot of weight to cut only because you let yourself get fat, though. Right. So crazy. I don't. I think I think you'll see some serious success at 170. Personally, I mean, I'm not trying to pump you up, but I mean, <laughs> it's just like I mean, you're right. Obviously, if you have some. You know, I don't want to like maybe a little natural setback or whatever. Like you're right, the mm-hmm. pace probably won't be as intense. You probably feel a lot stronger, more hydrated. Like, yeah, you know, I'd like to see it. You got yeah, any? I mean, I, maybe you don't. I don't know if you're not. Maybe don't strike me as like the call out type. But do you see a path at 170 or what? Mm, I mean, I don't really know who's up there. Like for for as much as I'm involved in sports, I don't really follow other athletes. Yeah. I don't really like watch anything outside of who I have to fight. So. Um, I mean, in a perfect world, it'd be like a striker. So I could just wrestle the shit out of them. Yeah. I don't want to wrestle another wrestler. That shit's exhausting. Yeah. It seems um, but like, I mean, yeah, for, for the sake of the sport and for entertainment purposes, I've, I've never really wanted to fight other wrestlers because I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be boring for everybody. Cause we're going to wrestle a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's a striker, you know, I'll bang with him for a little bit. I'll grab him and throw him a little bit. He'll he'll try to kick me and punch me. So it makes for a more exciting fight, sure. which is why we're all involved in the sport. So at least in my opinion, I think it should be entertainment. Yeah, I'm good with whatever, man. I I mean, I've been I've been following for a long time. I I really enjoy the technical fights as much as I I like to bang them out. You know, I don't I don't really I get excited for both of them. Uh, so yeah, that's <laughs> how I am. But you know, I I mean, I I dabbled in a little you know, Marine Corps martial arts or whatever. So I see it from both sides and obviously I want to be entertained, but you know, I don't, I don't think the average person who's buying tickets, you know, wants to see a straight up jujitsu match, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. For that matter, but 
Man, yeah, good. I'm, was, I'm excited for you. Yeah. I hope you move yeah, up. Yeah, we'll begin uh, next year, probably probably before March or so. Maybe cool. around March. It's probably when we'll jump back into it, get, get a little bit more size, and then uh, be ready to go. Cool, man. So I'm I'm really I'm I'm really surprised you were willing to jump in with me. I really appreciate it. Of course, I appreciate I uh, enjoy talking and uh, learn a little bit about what you guys do and telling you guys about me. Maybe we can do a, another one in a, in about six months and see where everything's at from there. Probably be some new controversial shit to talk about. Oh man, I'm you. You're welcome to come back with me anytime, dude. Like I said, it's mostly <laughs> just you know the veteran community. Um, yeah, that listen to probably listen to my stuff i mean I don't, I don't even really know but yeah it's all good well we'll touch on some politics next time and see, oh. see where the world see where the world's at and then we'll <laughs> rustle some rubble some feathers a little bit oh i'm down for that anytime I, I mean i'm i'm pretty middle of the road i think everybody's garbage in politics personally <laughs> <laughs> yeah seems to be the trend <laughs> all right man i'll be following thanks for joining me dude you got what you got anything else uh, that's about it. I'm going to go back to work and go pick up my son and start the weekend, I guess. Cool. Be safe, man. <laughs> of Thank course. You. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> See ya. All right. Yeah. So this was a good one, huh, babe? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel pretty lucky. Um, you know, my mentor, Paul, when I got into this, I used to kind of wonder like, how did he get some of these people? on a show and stuff. And he's like, well, you know what? I just ask him. And I got to say, like, that's what I did with Tango. And like, it, I think it speaks volumes, volumes to his character. Cause I was like, Hey man, um, any interest in doing a podcast with a nobody? And he was like, well, I'll do it. Everybody's a somebody. Oh, cool. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. this guy, he didn't know me from Joe. You know, he just yeah. knows like I'm, a, I'm one of his followers. Like, but I would say even long before I started doing this, like, I had engaged with him quite a few times um, just based on the fact that I'm obviously a massive UFC fan and like I, I love it when veterans are being successful and doing things, right? And that's kind of what connected me to him. And little did I know, though, that that's just like a tiny part of, part his, of life. his life. Like, yeah. It's pretty insane, actually. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed listening to his story because I love what he was like, I'm not starving. Like, this is not the only thing I do. No, you like, know? if and, you're fucking got your shit together so much that yeah. the UFC is your side hustle, like, you're, you got so like, you got What do on, you man. do in your spare time? You know, well, I'm just fight an elite for the fighter. Just, at UFC. You know, I'm just an elite fighter, you know, to, in, the, in the world's greatest promotion. No big deal. Right. Yeah, it's insane. Like, he's got a lot going on for him. Like, I've, I've said it a bunch... Um, when you come out of the military, like a lot of us have, like you're, you're not easily moved or motivated by people. Like there's not as many, you know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. it's a pretty narrow lens of people that can inspire you. And like, I found, um, as I'm starting to move on in life, like I hold dear to everything military for sure. Right. But I'm starting to look towards other people, um, that can inspire you. And they're really saying the same things. Like, and, um, I would say like, whether military or civilian style, um, Tango is one of those guys. Like, if you mm -hmm. watch what he's doing, if you look at how hard he pushes himself uh, in the gym, outside the gym, in his professional life, um, and inside his brain, like, when I follow him on Instagram, like, probably nine, I would say almost actually like 75% of his content is like what he's reading and yeah. what he's trying to develop himself as, you know? Um, and then the rest is like his son 
or him reading with his son. You know, what, mm-hmm. like it's it's like everything everything this guy does is all about, um, you know, just being a better man, being a better person. I I really it's inspiring. I really admire that, yeah, because he he's a single parent. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and he's able to. I don't. Know, for me, it's like quality time is such a big deal and he finds time for his son and it doesn't look like a struggle because he wants to do it you know well even and even like, for me, i mean again like i would just uh, again i think it speaks volumes like he'll take you know this is a busy dude we're talking yeah. about here mm-hmm. and he'll still take the time to like you know chat with you like and and uh, like and, and like i said like I, i've never you know I, he doesn't know me from joe yeah. Well, I just think it, it was really cool. And also, like, the language that he uses, like, when he talks about when we got off the away from some of the topics, and we can, you know, him and I just were throwing some ideas around to see what what maybe would make sense to talk about. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously, like, socially aware and tapped in. Um, so I just threw some stuff at him, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where we wound up with the topics of the conversation we had. But um, the language that he uses was a lot of we. Not I. So he is – when you go into a cage – I mean, that's got to be one of the most solitary things, you know, as an athlete that you can you. do. It's just you. Yeah, it's you. But and there everything. are so many people that help you get your to coaches that point, right? and your corner and, and everything. It was it was really impressive to hear his. It's a we thing, you know, mm-hmm. like we are trying to professionally develop. Like mm-hmm. he's the one reading the books, mm-hmm. but all the people around him are supporting him in that effort to be a better man. And the when you know the we language. Um, is a tremendous indicator of, of leadership. And uh, I think, I mean, I, it just seems Cause like you aren't where, alone. You right. really aren't. And even if you're in the ring by yourself in your head, it's like, you know, everything you trained up until that point, And it, it was a team effort. It right. is a team effort, you know? Right. So that's, that's really cool. The perspective. How were you on the content of our conversation though? Let's get to the, like kind of the weeds of it. Like, I can't speak. So you I can't brought up say enough about tango, but let's talk about you what we, brought up the trans, and he had a lot. The trans athlete, yeah, he had a lot of really good points. Well, I think like, that's the one place where it's going to be a point of friction. Like I think a lot of people, most people, the majority of people don't care. Um, no, it does. This doesn't impact us how you live your life. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, add, take away, you know, whatever you got to do to be you, right? Live how you need to live. There's uh, that's just that that I can think of that's really the one place um where like sports matters in America it, it just it just does I love when he said cuz he goes you know as women who are playing who want to play football like in high school yeah. like girls who want to um be with the boys it, it everybody is like yeah it's celebrated because we women are not physically even comparable to you guys right but if a a man were to do that, I'm like, well, of course he would win, you know, because yeah. or of course he'd be better because he is physically built to the root of that, athlete. though, to yeah. the root of that. So I remember like and we kind of with our last episode, it was kind of it was hinted at like, well, if I become a woman, I am a woman. Why am I not being heralded for competing with men? I still think it's just different. I still it think is. it's not the same. Uh, and I think t- uh, Tango had a. Uh, pretty good argument there like as far as like well you can only suppress some of that stuff for so long mm-hmm. which i i completely agree and you can have all of those chemicals running around in your body at the same time well and and born as a man you are naturally secreting testosterone, testosterone and whatever else all the time yeah. all the time i don't and i'm I mean, saying like you can suppress it but you can't 
stop but it's it. always there. Yeah, you can't. Stop you know, it. whereas women, we we have a little bit, you know, but it's not like overwhelming, you know, and it's I don't always, know. It's always kind of been annoying to me. Like people are like, "Oh, the women should be on the same standard." Like, like we'll go to the military, like PT standards. Like, well, actually, they are on the same standard because it's designed for their body type. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the max out of that body type mm-hmm. where the man's standard is designed for the man's body type. Mm-hmm. So they are actually striving for peak output. You know what I mean? Like, it's just designed for a woman. So, but you're still asking them to max their effort. Yeah. How is that a different standard? Yeah. Um, you know, why? Because they don't have to do 20 pull-ups? Well, a female body is not designed to do 20 pull-ups. I'm not saying there, there aren't women that can't do it. There no, are, women absolutely There are do tons it. of women yeah. that can do it. I cannot. <laughs> I guarantee they had to train a whole lot harder. They did, yeah. You know, I remember um, when they started tampering with the idea of changing um, the PT standard and women had to do pull-ups, I posed that question to my class. I had one woman get on the pull-up bar, and I think she knocked out like four pull-ups, and it was super impressive. Mm-hmm. She was very strong. She was very fit. She was also insanely lean. Right, like her body was okay to do that, um, and I probably had twenty females in that class. Mm-hmm. That's one of twenty. Like, but they were all Marines and physically fit, but they're not built. You know, women and men are just. I mean, when you get to the heart of they're, it, they're, we're they're not different. built the same. They're not. You're we're not. not. You're just not. You know, you're not. And it's just. I don't care how much hormones you well, it's like introduce you, well, it's like to you said, the body. Like, there's women out there that are insanely strong, right? And, but a lot but of them are probably they, assisted. Yeah. If you look at bodybuilding, like I, I'm starting to see stuff on um, on the internet where people are actually coaching you how to bodybuild on steroids and be healthier. Like it's what? a thing. It's a well-known thing. And if you ask like like Arnold Schwarzenegger's talked about it, like all these Mr. Olympias, like it was just part of their. Oh culture. yeah, roids was like it's yeah. not that's mm-hmm. not a frowned upon thing in that mm-hmm. sport. Like, um, but I'm saying like he's right. Like I look at someone like um, Liz Carmouche is a, a United States Marine. I remember her. She is insane. She's so in cut. Shape. Yeah, she's so like but chiseled. I would ask anyone, have you ever seen her train? Because it's a nonstop affair. This woman trains her ass off. But it's not just training too. It's also eating the right things. Like No, it's it's you know, a, a, an absolute it's lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like there are some men that can, can cheat a little and meaning not have as good a diet, not mm-hmm. have... Maybe not put it's as many hours in the gym, with, yeah. but because of their body and the chemicals that are naturally secreted in their body, like they're going to be a little bit more in shape. It's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's just nature. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I just I I but I still think that there has to be a space for anyone to compete in sports. Because no, it's, it's uh, yeah, insane. absolutely. It's, sports matters here. Yeah, like, sports absolutely matters here. It matters in people's lives. Um. I just don't know what the answer is. And, and you know, I think, like I, I mentioned, I think when it gets to the Olympics, uh, I think it'll be, I think we'll get some answers because, it'll, you know, now you're, you're globally answering a question. Um, but I think he was hinting on something when it starts fucking with money. Yeah. People are going to start so asking the like questions a, yeah. because it's, you know, it's sad to say like, hey, well, let's fuck with your advertisement dollars to make you answer a social question. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at in the world today. Like yeah. it's insane. I don't. So you I don't agree. T- I don't you guys talked about that too. Money is, is a paying, driver of so much. Paying the college athlete. So that was a question I've I've wanted to ask any elite athlete for a very long time since they've brought it up. So I I thought it, it was, was interesting, interesting to ask a wrestler though. 
Well, yeah. And then, so who was the guy that went to the same? James Harden. James Harden. The beard. Yes. Which, and you like him. I like James Harden. Right. right. And he he was like, oh, okay, I'm a wrestler and James Harden is driving around. And, as a, as a, as well, in, I'm sure in college, a heralded basketball player. I mean, I don't, right. you know me, I don't, I've I just barely started even paying attention to basketball, but um, I'm sure he went into college as a fairly heralded player. Right. Um, which begs the question, like, was he putting asses in seats in college basketball? Probably. And he was living a more comfortable life. I don't know his background. I have no idea where yeah. he's from. Yeah. I don't know what his, his circumstances were. But I, lo- I love how it's so the college athlete, sure, you, you know, probably because they're, they're making money off of you, really. Oh, unde- well, People they, are they showing are up. Money, but he's sure. like, I was a wrestler. We aren't packing it he's out. He's a basketball player. Yeah. And I, like that, that like I, I was like, yeah, of course you should pay college. That was a humble, sort of, that was a insanely you know? humble answer. But, but he, he goes, nobody's going to show up to wrestle. I was like, well, that puts like, he brought it even lower for me. It's like wrestling. And even in high school, there wasn't even that much. You could go, you could go Everybody to Everybody like, went to the basketball So games. you could go to like the most elite swim program in the country. And they're probably not packing out. To you know who's packing out houses? The, the fucking Olympics. That's yeah. when people show that's up to swim That's when they start meets. to show up. Right? You know, it's I'm just like saying, like, <laughs> it was a humble answer on his part. Because, like, it what was. college athlete wouldn't want help getting through college monetarily, right. right? Right. But he's saying, hey, my sport doesn't pack out. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a bit, that's a very business-like answer. And it makes sense. Like, you, yo, you're, if you're getting fucking eyeballs, mm-hmm. you're going to make more. It's just life. That's, yeah. that's, that's our situation. Like, and I think that speaks to women's sports and everything. Like, oh, yeah. Can, I, I don't like men's soccer. I think it's not good. They flop. They act like sissies. <laughs> I would much rather watch women's soccer. It's better soccer. It's easier to watch. And, and it's more... It's easier for, on the eyes. <laughs> it's easier on the eyes in a lot of cases. But also, they're more talented. And they don't flop. They actually play harder. They work way harder. Exactly. But, and I, I would mean, rather watch that. Such is the world but right now for women. The so. men, for whatever reason, still bring in more advertisement dollars. It's insane. But I mean, if but he posed a question too, like you're talking about percentages. Mm-hmm. So make the percentage equal. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. If if the men are getting fifty percent of the advertisement and the women are only getting twenty, I totally disagree with that. Right. But they're they're going to make more because there are more people paying into it. Right. Yep. That's just how it is. But mm-hmm. if we want to talk about percentages, I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with you. Um, and until they get the advertisement money that the men do, it's just not going to you know it's not going to change. But the contracts of the percentage of the take. I think should and it, it will and should change, and yeah. people are starting to to do that. Um, but back to the college money, like football players in this country are always going to bring in more than probably any other sport. It's uh, football. That's just how football it's, is. Yeah, even it's a like culture. even college baseball is probably not as watched as professional baseball. Could you, you can't say that about baseball? football? You can't say that about football. Yeah, like college no. football in this case, actually, maybe I don't know the numbers. It's probably viewed more at this point because yeah. of all the shenanigans that have gone on. Yeah, I know. I it much would ra- I would just rather have my Saturday watching football than my Sunday. I care more about what happens on Saturday than I do Sunday. College football just matters to me more, and and I believe that those kids should. I'm not saying they should get like. Um, I mean, I don't know what the answer is. It sounds like they all get stipends, anyways, which I didn't even know. I didn't know as an athlete they got a stipend because they can't have jobs. Yeah. What's wrong with just fattening that up because you're making so much more money? It's almost like a cost of living wage. 
you know, or whatever. Like, well, I, I mean, and then like you the know, some they, of their classes are paid for, but at the same time, they are getting a world class education in a lot yes. of circumstances, like for free. And I know I mean, how much I know how I know the value of that because I sacrificed a lot of my time in the military, which inherently gave us free college, and we have no student debt, and that's a yeah. big, big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I, I don't know how far do you want to go. I mean, I guess I can't really say, oh, like maybe some college classes are paid for and a scholarship because it's really money that is going straight back into the the college, you know? Mm. And so it's like, mm, does this, you get your education, you know, and I hope you take that as far as you can take that. But I don't know. I'd, I guess I'd have to, we'd have to, what comes with a scholarship? Yeah, you know, right? Are you paying room and board too, or is that just half? It's just whatever is negotiated at the time. You know, and that changes. So I it also, can change from year to I year. I start to wonder. Also, you're going to start paying college athletes um, to whatever level you're going to pay for their sport. How right. does that affect them getting into the Olympics? Ooh. You know, because like for a long time, like you couldn't be a paid athlete and get into the Olympics. They've made some exceptions. Hockey is one that I know for sure. Basketball is one I know for sure. There is no football. Golf is now one that I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I, I believe that there are still some sports where you can't be a professional athlete. Is that correct or no? I don't. Well, I mean, I just don't. I don't swimming, know. Well, Michael Phelps. Oh, that's right. He was on contracts. So, okay, so maybe, maybe whenever the maybe they change that altogether. So maybe that's not even a question. I guess maybe that's not even a question. I don't know. We'd have to look into that. And then, like, there are rules. There are a tremendous amount of rules. Uh, amateur status in golf matters. It's a huge thing. It's a huge traditional thing. But if you have collegiate golfers um, making money, that cha- that should, in fact, then change their amateur status. That means they yeah. can't compete in a lot of amateur tournaments around the around the world, which are huge stepping stones for them to to get to the professional ranks. You can't tell me like when Tiger won his three U.S. Nat- uh, amateurs that if he was getting paid, that it would be the same as if he did it without a paycheck. You just can't tell me that. No, yeah. And in golf, like I said, that absolutely matters. Look mm-hmm. no further than uh, the greatest game ever played, the movie, Francis yeah. We May. We May. He yeah. went back and forth like trying to be, you know, they stripped him of his amateur status and all this stuff. And I mean, that's a, that's you're opening the door for a lot of stuff with this. But I think a lot of these kids probably need more help to get through get through school. Yeah, and I think they they deserve it because they're they in a lot of cases they're sacrificing their body, um, mm-hmm. in football, in in wrestling, well, also yeah. in gymnastics. Like those those kids, man. Those girls work so hard. And the, well, I guys, mean, they too. destroy their bodies. Yeah. That's, they start like if you see uh, an elite gymnast at a very young age, mm-hmm. their bodies are way more de- like formed, yeah. muscular yeah. formed than than like they probably should girls. than they probably yeah. should be. And then at sixteen, they're almost already at peak physical. Um, output and, yeah. and their shoulders and hips and knees and all these things are just jacked, man. Yeah, they're quads. They're just, you know, they're no, but I mean, they're broken too. Like they abuse the shit out of their bodies to get. It's to hard that point. seeing a fall in gymnastics. Yeah, it's tough because they it's one hundred. They're giving one hundred percent. Yeah, and they're, well, I mean, and they're probably when they when they dump it, they're probably just in some cases less than a half an inch off of what yeah. they should have done. You know, yeah, or probably even smaller. I mean, I don't know. But I believe that you know they they deserve some help and assistance, or you know maybe they don't get paid like a like a, a worker. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just get a better stipend. Like why haven't we had that conversation? Or maybe it goes into an account um, 
for after college, post college. Like they get, you know, they have like a. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, hey, our our university sold X amount of number three jerseys while you wore the number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that you uh, promoted that. Here's a, like a commission, but it's yeah. been in the savings account for four years mm-hmm. or whenever you choose to leave that school. And then, you know, you have sort of a little nest egg when you leave. Like I, Because these athletes are helping this college out. Right. I mean, there's it, they're not bringing uh, it down. No, 100%. You know like, what I mean? They're, they're helping you. So, I mean, there's... I, there well, are yeah. literally schools out there that wouldn't have as big a name as they do unless they had some kind of elite sports team. Like, look no further than basketball. Yeah. You don't see a lot of these teams, like, playing football. Yeah. When was the last time you saw, like, Villano- Villanova or whatever? <laughs> like, they don't, you don't pay attention to their football team. <laughs> March Madness, though, you know uh, who Villanova is. Well, it's like, or Z- yeah. is, What is it, Xavier? There's a yeah. whole bunch of them. Like, they just come out of nowhere. They're literally only relevant. Um in in March Madness when their basketball team's playing. Like, no one really knows much about the school, or at least the average person. Yeah. You know? Or Gonzaga. Like, you don't see Gonzaga unless it's basketball time. Like, so you can't tell me that that school, the name of that school isn't promoted more solely based on that basketball team. Yeah. So those kids deserve something. Um, you know, but I don't know that they should get paid out like a like a worker. Like a college coach. <laughs> right. I think I, I would lo- I just came up with that just now, but I love the idea of like uh, a savings account, like a, an account like, hey, we believe that you've, um, you're responsible for X amount of generation of income or the team that you played on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, um, did this or that, and here is your you know, stipend over however long you know, that you, we feel you generate, something like that. I think maybe that right. would work. I don't know. I think that would answer the question of are they are they school athletes or are they paid essentially professionals at that point? But that's a tough question. I was glad to finally get to pose it to you know someone who had some experience with it. Yeah. And it was interesting. It was interesting that he said there is a, a disparity between college athletes. Yeah. Minus wherever they come from, you know, whatever their not all whatever their actual background are is. created quote unquote equal. Right. But so. it was nice like you hear like well it background might not matter because there are there are a lot of wealthy kids who wind up in good schools and are phenomenal athletes. No, mm-hmm. you know Johnny Manziel would be one. Um, he he comes from a wealthy family, so his lifestyle at college would have been dramatically different than a kid who was obviously who because was scraping he, by. Where is he grinding to get <laughs> a scholarship? You know, right, right. Like where where this kid would have never likely never made it to school if, unless he could play a sport. Mm-hmm. You know, Manziel didn't have that problem. So, I mean, yeah, it's just a big disparity, but I don't know. What do you, th- what do you think? What are, the, what are the answers on some of these? What do you think? There are no answers because they want to keep their money. That's fair. What about the, the other stuff? What about, like, the trans question in sports? Where are you at on it? Like, do you have a definitive answer, or are you just waiting to see? I mean, he brought up a point that there's just not enough. There's not enough of them. Like we're kind of know. putting the cart before the horse in a way. Like yeah, of course you want to include them. You know, there's no question they, you know. Yeah. So so there are some states that have got out ahead of it, though, and they've started to pass legislation. Like you will compete in this state as the gender you were assigned at birth. Uh, Texas, I think, was one. Georgia's one. Tennessee's one. Wow. So it's already starting to happen. But that's not a... 
I wonder where, when and if and when the federal government really starts to get involved, where it'll go. Because they'll be forced to answer the question, how many genders are there and this, that, and the other, you know? Yeah, because right now they only recognize two. Right, but it's interesting that people aren't people still, even if they were born a man, aren't they still transitioning to one or the other? Yeah. The other people are just claiming to not recognize it. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, other people aren't. Like, people who say they're non-binary and this, that, and the other, they aren't necessarily out, like, getting sex changes. So it's fine to say, like, yeah, there's no, there's all these different genders, but you still ultimately are transitioning from one to the other. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Even if at birth you were born as male. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I can run around and tell you I'm non-binary and I don't believe in genders. I'm pansexual. I'm this, that, and the other. But at the <laughs> end of the day, all those same people, if they were to transition, would still go from one to the other. Oh, I saw the other there day. There ain't anybody out there like, becoming a fucking eunuch, you know? I saw the other day there is a... It's when you're attracted to intelligence. I forgot what the word is. Well, so one of our favorite singers is like that. Um, no. He's, oh. he's pansexual. He says, I, I love people. Let me look for the term because I, I was like, well, well, no, no, no. It's you're in. Tra- so when you like you're out and you you see someone and you're talking to someone, you're attracted to their intelligence, the intelligence that they spew. That's out. That's not a sexual thing, though. No, but people it's like now you can make it. They can make it whatever, you know, um, hold on. I'm looking for the word. Yeah, you're posing an interest. I'm, I think you're about to drop a newbie on me. Sapiosexual. Oh boy. So is someone <laughs> <laughs> is someone who finds sexual stimulation from the way a person's mind works, which I think a lot of people do. I think that's part of when you go out and you start dating and people start talking. You're like, wow, you know. But then they've elevated it to it's now a, a sexual thing. What are they fucking doing? Common core math you, questions while they're in the bed or it what? It means like, you literally are attracted to intelligence. Isn't everyone though? That's what I'm saying. It's like, what? why are we making it so narrow now? So there's you some, that's, there's some, <laughs> there's some, there's at some level, you know, there has to be some kind of connection there. Emotionally, through your intellect, through everything. Yeah, and then physical attachment. If you're emotionally connected with someone, it's it, that includes their intelligence. Yeah. What at whatever level? I mean, because dumb people get you know have relationships too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying like some people put less emphasis on it. Yeah. So if you're just saying like I'm only attracted to people with like a, a hundred and 26 IQ or whatever is that a high number? I don't even know what I, I don't. I don't think. I don't even know what a IQ fucking high. How I, you know? Because I guess you could be like dumb, and then like be with someone smarter than you and be attracted to that. You know what I mean? I don't think it's an IQ number. I don't know. It's maybe you're just falling in love with the words they're saying. You know? Yeah. I don't know, but I mean. We should do. Say it a again. Whole what is it? Sapiosexual. sapiosexual. Wow. Yeah. And I I've saw ne- that the I've other day. I've never heard that. But but it makes sense, right? Yeah, fine. When you're but, talking to someone. Well, so are you? So it sounds like they're just saying, like, hey, they're just getting gender out of it in a way. Hey, I'm, that's and that's and you know we love Panic at the Disco. We always have, and the singer mm-hmm. from that 
group says he, I believe he call, considers himself pansexual. Mm-hmm. He's, he's married to a woman. He, I believe he even has kids, or at least he's, he's in a long-standing relationship with a woman. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say he's married. I don't know. He's they married. even have kids, right? But he's also dated men or been intimate with men, and he, and, and he admits that. And he says, well, I'm, I just love people. Yeah. So he's just attracted to people. Yeah. It doesn't matter to him. Like, there's no, there's no issue um, with any of them, and he doesn't tag it as any other way. You know, yeah. But to say like sapiosexual or whatever, it sounds like you're stripping all that away, and you're just saying if someone's intelligence, someone, man or woman, non-binary, whatever, their intelligence meets a certain threshold, then I could be attracted to that person. That per that person is that accurate or? I just thought. Or are you just day. saying you have to have this other package with an incredibly high intelligence? <laughs> I have too. no idea. You know, because then I, I mean, then where do you weigh? That it? was a you... new word for me. I yeah. saw it and I just oh boy brought it up. It sounds like we need to have an episode just on the sexuals, whatever sexuals you could be. No, I don't think so. Because then again, it is your interpretation. You know, it's your interpretation of what it is. It, it doesn't somebody else's interpretation of well, yeah, I, it mean, could our, be IQ for other I people. Could, I guess you I, know what I, I mean? I, if not knowing exactly what people are trying to say that means, I'm a, I'm a sapiosexual because you're super smart and you've given me three babies. Right? I'm smart because... <laughs> no, you're a smart person and you've given me three babies. I'm attracted to that and we're staying together. We're married. Am I not a sapiosexual then? That's what I... Yeah. Because your I'm intelligence mattered they, to me. They've completely narrowed it down. Your intelligence absolutely mattered to me. Like when we it got... It did? Yeah. It was definitely something like, like, yeah, like I wanted to be connected to you, like to be able to like have good conversations and oh. like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you had to like have some fucking stupid microchemistry biology degree or some shit. I'm just yeah. saying like, can we have like decent conversation? Like beyond like, like can we stand each other for a little yeah. bit? <laughs> and can we actually talk about things like on a deeper level than just like, you know, a movie quote, which I'm, I'm known for, <laughs> you know, but can we get past that and have real conversation? Like that mattered to me. Yeah. You know? So I guess everyone, I, it's, it's like, I don't understand why we just keep labeling all this stuff. Like, yeah, I think, labels, I think those are yeah. all factors that people think about when they're courting a mate, whatever that mate may be, yeah. whoever it is. I just don't, I don't get why we feel like we have to constantly label every single fucking thing. It's ridiculous. I mean, how do you keep up with all this well, shit? How I does mean, anyone keep up with it? It starts with gender. It all does. You know? Yeah, I feel like it like all does. Like when your baby is born, female or male, you know? Yeah. So I, that's what I got to say. I got to say, like, hair, there, are some, there are some people I've noticed, like, on social media or whatever, they're like, well, I had a boy, but I'm basically saying, that this kid is identifying as a girl. And there's, they're doing that before the kid does. What? I would much rather see people, and, and I've also seen some other people like, hey, we're not even going to tell the world or any of our friends or anyone what the gender of this child is. The they don't, they don't even tell. Yeah, they don't even tell. And they don't do any, they do everything as neutral as possible, right? Like they're not going to have a blue nursery or a pink nursery or any of that. Um, rather than say, well, you were born a boy, I'm going to make you a girl. Let them figure it out for themselves. So I don't disagree with that. I would think it's a, an interesting way to live. It's probably very difficult, but I don't understand why we constantly have to label all of this stuff beyond what was just traditional. You know, I don't get it. What is tradition now, though? Whose tradition are we living by? That's fair. I mean, it's fair. You're right. 
I mean, it's 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 nature nurture, right? Is like nurtures me as a parent. I'm gonna put pink walls because you're born a girl, according to your sonogram. Well, or my ultrasound, my counter argument you know is I mean? my counter argument is pink is a power color for men. Well, they've made it that. It didn't used to be that way. Find me a find me a dude, straight whatever uh, homosexual whatever that's rocking pink, and tell me that you don't respect that. I do. Well, that's because you growing up have been told as a boy you do not like pink. I'm just you saying. You know what I really think pink is sexy? On the golf course. For men. Dudes rocking pink on the golf course? I love it. Just saying. That's funny. Why? I don't know. Because you could wear pink anywhere. I just really like it on the golf course. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's like that's where it's good. Not in the mall? Well, for me, it's good on the golf course. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. I feel like you're not done with that. You want to like bash on me a little bit? No, I'm done. Okay, you're done. Yeah. What do we got coming up? It's cold outside. Okay. We're not doing anything this week. Oh, we're not doing anything? (laughs) Okay. Well, I just mean in general. Oh, I don't know. Well, you're going to be going on a work trip soon. I got a lot of work trips coming up. And then next month, we're going on your work trip. A workation? No, I'm... Well, I guess if I get work. Well, I go to work and you guys go play. Yes. And I love that. And eat a lot. It's nice. It's nice to bring you guys, though. And I love that. Like, I hope, like, when the kids get older, they realize, like, all the travel that I've done, like, I'm usually working. At least for portions of it, you know. Yeah. So when they when they come on that trip, I appreciate it because they see um, that when I leave, I'm still doing my job, you know. And sometimes it we just, get back before you do. It just kind of it matters to me. Like I want the kids to know that I'm not, you know, when I do leave, I'm not leaving just to leave. You know, I don't know how they how they look at that. I don't think so because we've tried to include them. You know, I think the last three years we surely have. They're spoiled little fucking brats, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, they are. They get all. That's this. what's coming up. We're going to do a parenting, a we parenting should. episode at some yeah. point. We hope, and it's not. You know, it's just our take or what we do on parenting. I guess. Oh. Which is very opposite. Kaya said something yesterday. I don't know if I should talk about it. Well, maybe it's not appropriate in this episode. No, but. I mean, it's relevant to what we're just talking about. We're going to go on a workation with you. Oh, kick it. What okay. did she say? Okay, so we were in the car yesterday, and she goes, oh, we're going on another plane. I should just stay home. All right. And I was like, oh, if you want to stay home, we can work it out. That's one less ticket we have to think about. I'm like, you're, you're going to complain about having to be on another plane so you could go to Disney World? Let me go ahead and save $260. And she goes, you'll really leave me? And I'm like, yeah, you can stay and watch Brew. And she was like, "Oh, here in Utah." I was like, "Yeah, if you don't, if you're gonna complain about getting on a plane, you don't have to get on one." And she shut her mouth. So that's what I mean by spoil little fucking brats. Yeah, but isn't that kind of <laughs> just where she's at right now? Yeah, we're trying to figure. She's she's almost. We're there, folks. She's almost a teen. Oh yeah, and it's showing its true colors. I'm fucking not prepared. And we're struggling. <laughs> There are very her, so I, admittedly there are very few <laughs> things that I'm not that I'm like afraid of. I mean, I just I I feel like I can tackle most situations. 
my daughter's hitting puberty is not something I'm prepared for. Well, she's not she's not there yet. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's happening. But it's, it's like, yeah, the writing is we fucking can on see the wall. It, and it's like, holy I'm shit. I'm not ready for this. I just, I'm, I don't know if any dad ever was or is or mom. Her, or whatever, her emotions but. are everywhere. <laughs> like, she'll be doing great. And then it's like, then she's crying. I'm like, well, why, why are you crying? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> she gets that for me, though. I was a bit of a crybaby. For sure. I, I can admit that. I was definitely like, I, I'm a dude who 110% wears his emotions on his sleeve, like at all times. Yeah, but then you get hard on yourself if you start crying. Like you start to beat yourself up on it. Well, because I used to cry excessively when I was a kid. I didn't know how to deal with a lot of things. And I, I hated that about myself. And I still do. Anyways, so that'll be an episode too. <laughs> <laughs> we got off topic. Think about college paid athletes. Think about um, some of the some of the social questions we've asked on this uh, podcast. Hit us up with any feedback you have. So you can email us. Um, now you can get on our website. We got a hackdanielsmedia.com. Um, all our email addresses are listed there. Hit us up there. Um, I've thrown my emails out on here before. Most of my friends, people who know me, they can DM me anytime you want. Um, all that stuff. Engage with us. You know, if you've got a minute, jump on Facebook, give us a review. Go on iTunes, give us a review. Still have no idea how to review anything on Spotify. Shame on us. We'll figure it out. If And I have if, Android, too. If you even can. I don't <laughs> think you even can. I don't think they function that way. I'm not sure. Oh, I have an iTunes account. Okay, so if you're on Spotify, <laughs> but you have an iTunes account and you've listened, please jump huh. in there. I forgot Jump about in there. That. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Um. Uh, we definitely got some stuff coming up too, guys, so pay attention. Uh, stay with us, and uh, like I said, always, thanks for uh, lending your ears. Proud of you. <laughs>